it goes. Everybody, watch out and look up. It's Keep Up with Sylvan Singh. I'm here with the rest of the Keep Up crew, my comrades and cohorts. Let's get into some motherfucking shout-outs. Oh, yeah! It's time for some motherfucking shout-outs. Okay, David. Thank you for coming to the show. This is David Lewis. Please give us your motherfucking shout-out. So my shout out, I'm going to start off with my brother, Habit Black, great musician, great creative, great producer. Definitely want to give a shout out to him, for sure. All right. Hell yeah. Right. Like I said, and not to be corny, uh, Jimmy Fallon's looking for you, David. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we, we ran that joke before. Yeah. We freaking, uh, there was like some technical difficulties, so hopefully we'll be as funny as before. <laughs> what the fuck happened like i said bottoms up bottoms up miss lance bottoms keisha lance bottoms she is the mayor of atlanta she has a star on the rise just like stacy abrams actually stacy abrams is a star and miss lance bottoms is a star on the rise and she rightfully turned down a cabinet pick in my opinion she rightfully turned down a cabinet pick of joe biden joe biden had a lot of help in Georgia, and she was one of the people that helped him, so she that he pretty much owed her. And uh, instead of giving her the position that she wanted, the housing and urban development, which is now, like I said, occupied by Ben Carson, the Mr. Surgeon, Mr. Surgeon's hands, Mr. Silo, Mr. Uh, you know, slavery wasn't that bad. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a fucking weirdo. But anyway, so I'm happy he's being replaced, but not by somebody amazing. Who knows who's going to hone that down? So she got offered um, ambassador to the Bahamas. Uh, do you agree that she should have turned that down, David? I mean, you know, you, you look at a, a woman like like um, Keisha. She's she's definitely ha- knows her worth. And being an ambassador of Bahamas, yeah, that sounds cool, but she has way much more to offer. You know what I'm saying? She has so much more expertise. So kind of giving her that, it's kind of like, yo, just come on the team, but. You know, I think she could have did a little bit more. You know, she has a lot more to offer, for sure, for sure. Especially all the stuff that she's did in Atlanta, especially during the, you know, the COVID-19 and all that stuff down there. So she has a lot more to offer. So do I agree with it? Not so much, you know, um, because she she knows she, she knows her worth. You know what I'm saying? Like, she knows Absolutely. her worth. Yeah, and like and before before our, our, our tainted recording, uh, we mentioned Kamala Harris, and that is obviously the one of the highest positions of the land, Joe Biden, yeah. you know. You know, he's not done very great things for race relations over his career, to be honest. The crime bill and segregation and, yeah. and busing and stuff like that. But at the very end of it, he had he ran with the, the – uh, he was on the same ticket as Obama, and now he's on the same ticket as Kamala Harris. But even though he owes Ms. Uh, Lance Bottoms, um, she did not need to take that, and I do not blame her at all. Yeah. Even though I love the vacation in Bahamas, I'm sure she does too she will have something way better down the line. So mm-hmm. good for her, for like you said, knowing her worth, I know all about that. 100%. All right, let's get this. Texas showdown, like I said before, um, 18 states joined the lawsuit with Texas. Texas cried foul, saying that they ran a perfect election, and they thought that places like Wisconsin, places like Michigan, places like Nevada, places like Pennsylvania, they did not. And because they did not, because they didn't let Dominion run rampant on their system. They let it run on those state systems pretty much. Venezuela, Hugo Chavez, all that bullshit released the Kraken. Um, so uh, the the Supreme Court, highest court in the land, even, even Thomas, even Alito, even the newly uh, appointed uh, Miss uh, – oh, wow. 
uh, Barrett, Amy Barrett, they voted in favor of the lawsuits. It was a 63 decision. They were very butthurt over that, but it got tossed out once again. Once again, and like I said, they tried to throw a Hail Mary over to Wisconsin, and they rejected that case too. As a matter of fact, the judge called it racist. The judge called it racist. He said that you're only going for the most density populated black areas, and that's the only place that you're trying to get rid of votes. Damn. Damn. Not only does he have pretty much mad people in this country calling him racist, but now you just had a judge pretty much in a dissent call you racist. That's that's pretty harsh. How do you feel? How do you feel? Do you think that we escaped? Do you think that Biden's going to put his hand on the heart on January 20th on the Bible? I mean, you know, definitely, I, I think, you know, so far he's he's going to make a transition, you know, um, but how fast, that's what it's about, how fast he's going to make that transition, getting everything acclimated, because, you know, Trump, he made a lot of, he broke down a lot of things that other past, you know, presidents built, so, you know, yeah, Biden could get in there on the 20th and all that, but, like, he's not going to be able to really make true change until about at least 18 months into the job, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, 100 days. Yeah. 100 days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are you sipping? Oh, man. So, I got, I made a little concoction, a little cognac, a little, you know, puree, pear juice, and a little, little splash of ginger ale. I bartender, and you put me yeah. in shame. Every time yeah. I watch it, like, I didn't care about my patrons like that. Yeah. Nah, nah. I just, you know. <laughs> just seven, seven, motherfucker. Take yeah. that. Be happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I just want to, you know, taste it, you know, sip good. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is, man. Just sip real good. So, that's what I'm sipping on, a little cognac, a little fine cognac. That's right. You know, a little so. sneak peek, little sneak peek. My man works in the marketing world, and he's also into luxury brands and luxury decor. <laughs> so we'll get into that more. We'll get into that more. He's very prominent in that industry. Happy to and be here. To, of course. I'm so happy for you to be here. The defense bill, we have passed that for the last 36 to 39 years. I forgot the exact uh, amount. Let's click on that, actually. And so a lot, and so there's been a lot of bipartisanship on that. They They want to pass it. They want to pass it. That would be a lot of people not getting it paid in the military there's over there's over a hundred I, I forgot there's a lot of people in the military all over the world mm-hmm. i believe it's in the hundred thousands actually it's like a lot of people serviced around the world and only a thousand people actually work for the president and so that's funny when they mention government employees most of them are like pretty much lifetime most of them mm-hmm. like no matter who's coming in and out they're just like hey yeah. <laughs> i'm still here i'm still here <laughs> oh you got voted in oh that's nice oh, i'll wait for you to get voted out <laughs> Anyway, so the defense bill, they've uh, come to an agreement from the the House and the Senate, which is like almost unheard of, but Trump wants to veto it because of the Confederate statues and the Confederate buildings, not the statues, the Confederate buildings, the defense Mm -hmm. buildings have a bunch of Confederate names on them. A lot of them like Robert E. Lee, all those typical names that you would know and some that we don't want to know. That's mm-hmm. great. I don't want to. I don't want to like glorify anybody for Confederacy. Like you said, sore losers. Yeah, those are fucking sore losers. I don't want to keep embracing the losers. Thanks. Yeah. But anyway, so he doesn't want to get rid of that. There's a lot of a lot of people in the GOP want to get rid of it. They're just like, it's about time. Like, why do we need this? You know what I'm saying? But he's the one. His base wants it. His base wants to keep the Confederacy alive. I don't know why. They keep saying they're not racist, but and they keep blaming Democrats because you're right. Democrats did actually, they were the dictocrats, and they did actually make those Confederate names, and they did do that. But why is the GOP always trying to, like, keep it intact? I don't understand that. Did you want to touch on that before we mentioned yeah. 230? I mean, like, yeah, you know, 
you know, first and foremost, shout out to the military folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they, yeah. like, first and foremost, you know, salute them. You know what I mean? Everything that they do because they fight in battles that not everybody can fight. You know what I'm saying? And so definitely shout out to them. Now, when it comes to, you know, the Confederacy, you know, statues and monuments and buildings and all that, yeah, I think it, it it's, it's, you know, a lot of American history was kind of fabricated, you know, because it was just like, oh, these were the people that was, quote unquote, the most important people, the most distinguished people, but yet they were the most cruel people, you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. being glorified through these buildings and these monuments and all that, but I, I look at it from a different perspective, like, hey, yeah, I think now removing those statues and removing those building names and all that, you know, it kind of creates a, a, a rebirth, you know what I mean, to show the real truth, you know what I'm saying, because... Robert E. Lee, he ain't care about nothing that we got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't, you know, he no didn't like it. Yeah, no he grandson that take yeah, it down. Yeah, exactly. So you got people, you know, that's related to him, that's kin to him, that's saying like, nah, this ain't valid. Like we need to, we need to remove this statement. You know, remove these buildings or monuments. I think it's important. I think it's a true change that we could see in America, you know, at least in our lifetime, I hope, you know, that people can really, you know, get it popping and be, be together and not be racism. You know what I mean? So that's how I look at it on that defense bill, for sure. Man, I wish Robert Lee, Ely Jr., or whatever he is, <laughs> the third, the fourth. I think he's the fourth. I wish yeah. he had the Harlem flag and said it like that. Yo, man, this is not valid, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's valid. It's think, not valid. I think he would have convinced people. I think if he yeah. would have said it that way, I think they would have been like, they'd have been like, oh yeah, we riding, we riding with him, we riding with him, we riding. Definitely, like, Gotta keep it you're valid. Great. You're always, you're very persuasive. I don't blame. So you need to see. Maybe you can get in the politics one day. Oh no. <laughs> Hell no. He's like, I like my life. He's like, I love my life, bro. <laughs> I love my life. It's politics oh, as usual. So before we get into the next topic, uh, Section 230, he wants to get rid of that, too. That's a non-negotiable for him as well because he's super butthurt about Twitter. Mm -hmm. Jack Dorsey's been fucking him right in the ass, mm -hmm. and he's been freaking putting uh, disclaimers on his tweets. He's been shadow banning him. He's been banning him. He's been doing all types of – they've been labeling all types of misinformation, which it has. Mm -hmm. It has. He keeps saying that he won. He keeps quoting QAnon about the freaking child molest thing and – all types of conspiracy theories. He loves them all. He retweets them all. So these are private platforms. You can get your ass over to Parler if you really want to, which is like flooded with porn, by the way. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> you have an uncensored platform. That's what happened. That's what happened to Tumblr. Tumblr was totally uncensored, which was cool. But now you had mad porn, and that's what's happening to Parler right now. Cool. Now you don't have Jack Dorsey censoring your tweets, but now you have all the uh, – which, I mean, I don't have a problem with nudity, but – now, next to your tweet, you got, like, big boobs right there. You know, if that's what you wanted, if that's what you wanted, I'm all for it. But I don't know if that's what you wanted. But like I said, Section 230 prevents from big tech, which that's what they call it, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all those places. Yep. Um, so big tech, 230 prevents them from getting lawsuits for user-generated content. So, like I said, if you and I went on there and got some really offensive stuff or some really liable or anything that um, slandered someone, it prevents them from getting sued because there's millions and millions of people on their platform. They can't mm. be responsible for that. Yeah. It's just freedom of speech. Yeah. And so they are protected by that section, and even people on the Republican side want to get rid of it, but they do not want to tie it to the defense bill. They're like, yeah, yeah. we'll try to get rid of that, but we're not going to. And to be honest, even people on the Democratic side are thinking about it too. So watch out, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, you're in for it. And as a matter of fact, 
I forgot about this, actually. They're being sued. Facebook mm-hmm. is being sued. They're trying mm-hmm. to get them to divest. And actually, I, want, I definitely want to know your opinion on that. You're in the e-commerce world. Yeah. You know about that. Um, so real quick, they're getting sued by many states as well, just as many states as we, uh, that was in the lawsuit for the Supreme Court one. Um, years ago, 10 years ago, they bought WhatsApp and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And under the Obama administration, they okayed it. The FTC, the Federal, the Federal Trade Commission, they okayed it. They were just like, here you go. And um, I don't think they really said, here you go, but they were just like, we don't really have anything like against it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't know, and which, to be honest, it wasn't a secret. Mark Zuckerberg wasn't just me. I'm like, oh, no, he he made no qualms about it. He wanted to buy up his competition, and he did. And I I didn't think it was a great idea. It's a monopoly. That's a monopoly. You're not allowed to do that. But WhatsApp wasn't that prominent yet, and neither was Instagram. Instagram, you could even argue that Facebook made those two entities way stronger. They bought Oculus, all that good stuff. But right now. The Trump administration, not themselves, but the FTC under the Trump administration, they want to pull a reverse. And that's the only problem I have. Yes, I don't agree that Facebook should have that kind of stranglehold on communications. I definitely think that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more dangerous that the government gets to just say, oops, my bad, let's correct this. No. Like, what if, David, let's say, like, you have a great company and, like, we made a merger or something like that. And that really benefited your company. You know, that that benefited – you're in the black. Like, you're doing mm-hmm. really well. And the government goes, oops, I made a mistake. My bad. We got to take that all back. That's what I have a problem with. I think yeah. that Facebook deserves to be treated like, you know, they are pretty evil at this point. But um, they definitely don't des- – it, it just sets a precedent for other people. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It leaves the government open to just renege on whatever deal they want. Sorry, let's hear your yeah, yeah, nah, nah. I mean, I think you know, um, big tech, you know, these companies, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that, to be responsible for millions and millions and millions of users' content. I think that's that's absurd. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's a lot because there's a lot of people on the content. You know, I know some people that got like full social profiles, one for multiple businesses. A now, account, Kevin yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got burner accounts, you know what I'm saying? So when you think about like, should Instagram be responsible for that? I don't think so. But like, I do think it should be Instagram's or any big tech's responsibility to have a task force or have a, a department that manages and just like watches out for that. Just like how we got the FBI and the CIA for all this, you know, for, you know, attacks like that and, and all that. But I think they should have something like that on their platform, you know, where they have like a, a, a federal real of investigation for Instagram to, to really <laughs> monitor that, you know what I mean? Oh, to monitor, monitor that. Oh, but you want the government involved in in this? That's what you're saying. You want no, like no, a, no. I'm uh, not. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't mean to confuse you, but I'm not saying oh that God. the government should be involved with that. I'm saying that I think the companies themselves, just like how you have a department. If you have a company, you have an HR. You have a marketing. You should have a federal real. You know, a, a, a investigation company that manages federal, that. That's why, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I that's why I mean, throw you off. I was I was giving you an analogy, but like, but you want like an independent body, or do because they already have that. They have yeah. a division that fact checks that. So that's why. They're in trouble. That's why, yeah. like with the New York Post and Hunter Biden, and oh, actually, that's another piece of news. He just got. Um, they just revealed that he's been in investigation to 2018, and they found out that William Barr has been covering. But to be honest, kudos to him because that's what Comey should have did with Hillary. I don't know why yeah. you're bringing up investigations right in the middle of an election. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, nah. I mean, that that was that's crazy too. That's a whole another story. But you know, my point is, I think you know, 
whatever their task force or whatever their department for these big tech companies, they should be working hand in hand with the government um, wow. just to okay. kind of make sure, just like being a correspondence. You know, I'm not saying the government should be able to come in there and tell them how to run a business. Nah, I don't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I think they should still just be able to make the world a better place because that's what, you know, this digital platform is about, making the world a better place and not offensing anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think like these big tech companies should be working hand in hand with the government officials, but the government officials can't be so bossy and so greedy about this shit. You know what I'm saying? You still got to kind of let the businesses run they, run they shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's how I look at that. I mean, once yeah. again, I'm no expert. I'm no, yeah. you know, <laughs> I know this. I know yeah. I, this is just my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is just me, my own opinion. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I ain't trying to go to CNN, the New York Times, or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is just what I think. Yeah, my, I'm sending it over. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. Sending, I'm sending, it, I'm sending nah. this over to Wolf right now. I don't want to check it out right now. Oh, no. Nah, but that's just my two cents. You know what I'm saying? What do I know? You know? I'm saying yeah, I'm not behind no those. No I'm not behind those doors. You know. Well, I think about San Bernardino, and I think of uh, Apple, and I mm-hmm. think of the FBI trying to get into that phone. And uh, like I said, we've talked yeah. about this on the program before. Now you think that that's harmless because not you yeah. talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that it's harmless because the FBI is trying to protect us. They're trying to save us from another mass shooting. Blah blah blah. For sure. But then when you hear Apple's case, they're like, yeah, sure, I definitely get that. I definitely want to help out law enforcement, but. If they can open my, if they can open your phone now, that means they can open your phone anytime. So mm-hmm. when they fought the FBI over that, when they and they won, they they were not allowed. Like the FBI was not allowed to crack open that phone with Apple's uh, help. They mm-hmm. had to crack it open themselves. They were just like, "What are you doing? Why are you?" And it's not interference. That's private. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Apple lose so much. Apple, one of their trademarks is privacy. That's Absolutely. one of their. That's one of their begins. That's one of the things that they sell. They had the most. They pretty much had the most secure network, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, if they went, that, oh my god, they would they would go bankrupt pretty much. Like yeah. everybody would stop buying Apple phones because yeah. they're they're not as advanced as other phones. But like I said, one of the hallmarks is the privacy. So if you get mm-hmm. rid of that, boom, they're done. They're yeah. Boom. And so that's what I that's what I was trying to say. When the government, and I don't mean to like you know be all conspiracy theorists, <laughs> but once they even put like a fucking toe in there. Get ready. They're trying yeah. to put their whole family up in there. Yeah, you know uh, so 100%. Be careful if you get the government, like, because they're already intertwined with, exactly. like, you know, legacy media and stuff like that. So that's all. I'm just saying. Be careful. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, the last part of this uh, segment, we have Warp Speed. We already joked about that before. So a bunch <laughs> of uh, Big Pharma. And if you're not into Big Pharma, you might not take this vaccine. Uh, whatever. Okay, Jim Carrey. But... Um, <laughs> So he has praised Operation Warp Speed, President Trump, after the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, issued emergency authorization for Pfizer and BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine. So he, he basically was just repeating. It was just like an echo. It was like Pfizer was like, we're distributing the drugs. And Trump is like, uh, Trump is like uh, what's that, uh, that movie? Um, oh, uh, Pootie Tang. It's like, you know it's hot. And you know what? It's hot. <laughs> That's what Trump did. Trump was just That's like, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what? We're bringing out some drugs. We're bringing out some drugs. <laughs> so Pfizer received close to $12 billion for the manufacturing distribution. But unlike the other companies, it took no money for research and development. Mm. We know all about R&D. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so like I said, Trump, he's just like every other white guy. He's just trying to take credit for the black people's success. And as a matter of fact, it came from Germany, it came from Turkey, and the lead chemists or the lead engineers of these drugs were black. So, of course, Trump had to freaking try to take credit. As a matter of fact, I'm going to find that person while you give you two cents, Dave. 
I mean, you know, when you, when you think about this whole COVID-19, and I think most importantly, like, definitely giving, you know, hoping everybody that's doing well, if they lost somebody, for sure. Because when I look at the news, it's like mad deaths and all that, for sure. And, I, and that shit is crazy. So definitely I send prayers and, and positivity to anybody that's lost and interacted with somebody that, that encountered COVID-19. You know, now when you talk about the vaccine, once again, this is just my opinion. Like the vaccine, mm-hmm. I really, I really hope it works for people that do take it. You know what I'm saying? And it really just helps prevent people. Um, But, you know, this is something that we should have already, you know, as a country, you know, we should have already been ahead of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because it's just, you know, we lost over, like, I think it's like when I looked at the news the other day, it was well over, like, close to, like, 500,000 people. Well, I think it's, like, 250,000 people. It's Harbor, and it's yeah. more than 9-11. That shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was in New York City, like, when 9-11 happened. So I know about all those people, like, imagine going back to school and then somebody be like, oh, I lost my pops, I lost my moms. Like, that shit was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's bugged out, you know? So, you know, when it comes to this vaccine, you know, I just I just really hope that it really works for the people, the people that really need it. And, you know, when it comes to all this money shit, like, you know, this big pharma, that's big pharma. And I, and I can't even talk in those 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 walls, you know what I'm saying? Because that's way out of my, my league. So I don't even want to talk about that, you know? Be careful. They might yeah. pay your checks one day. You're yeah. a good marketer. They'll, they'll definitely come knocking at your door. <laughs> They're like, you can sell liquor? Oh, man, it's like booty. Yeah. You can sell drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Nah, it's crazy though, but like, you know, most importantly, I just think like, I just hope that it, it, you know, we get it on together. We get it all together, you know what I'm saying? Because I think it's just important that because we shouldn't have lost these many people, you know what I'm saying? Totally As a a country, you know, like, I don't care if people were racist that died, I don't think people should have died due to this pandemic. You know, just something that we could have, as a government, as a country, we could have came together and and got it popping, you know? I feel you. I feel you. Except for the Proud Boys. They can die. No, I'm joking. Yeah. (laughs) The very vaccine, this is quoted from David Fauci before we move on to our music. The very vaccine is one of the two that is exactly exquisite levels, 94 to 95% efficacy against clinical diseases, almost 100% against serious disease that are shown to be clearly safe. The vaccine was actually developed in my institute's vaccine research center by a team of scientists led by Dr. Barney Graham and his close colleague, Dr. Kazmekia Corbett, or Kizzy Corbett, if you want to call him that. So the first thing you want to say is African brothers and sisters. Is that, I know he's a little corny saying African brothers and sisters. Uh, is that the vaccine that you're going to be taking was developed by an African-American woman? And that's just a fact. Like I said, Trump didn't go out of his way to say that, did he? No, he went to go say, it was me. It was me. I did it. I I saved America, which he didn't. He didn't. We've said this before. White people love to be on third base and tell everybody they hit a triple. Exactly. The nah, they they be they be pump faking. You know, they be pump faking. They be thinking that pump fake saved the game. Like, nah, that did not. That did not, bro. That did not. Nah, that was like know? a Charles Smith pump fake. No yeah, good, no <laughs> <good>. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Let's do it. This is great. You're 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 a great music man. So this would be perfect. Damn, son, where'd you find this? What the fuck did I hear? All right, David, we went over the outline with the music, and I was very pleasantly – actually, I wasn't pleasantly surprised. You have great taste in music. so And um, like I said, I had a guest on this show before 
And uh, she was telling me about my demographics, and she was saying, yeah, you love, you love hip-hop and R&B. And I do. I do. Don't get me wrong. I really do. And I love the lo-fi we were talking about before. Uh-huh. Like I said, I love um, I love Insecure. I love – I love. Uh, I was watching uh, I May Destroy You. They have a lot of lo-fi on there. They have a lot of Stormzy. Uh-huh. A lot of, oh, yeah, Stormzy's on Kid Cudi. I love yeah. him. He's a, big, he's a big time. So like I said, we have a lot of uh, music in common when it comes to that kind of music. So Boldy James, how do you feel about – Real bad and boldly. I think I think it's smooth. I mean, you know, um, I think I haven't fully en- encompassed the the whole project, but I, I just know his music just from working with the Alchemist. So shout out to the Alchemist for oh, sure. Alchemist. You know, like Alchemist, a legend. You know, what I'm saying. So all the projects that he had on that, I think it's just smooth. Um, you know, so I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of diving deep diving in this project for sure. Cause he he never misses. You know what I'm saying? Like he never misses. Really? You know, so his music is He's valid. So young. He's so yeah. good. I love Boldy. And, he, and he's just, and he's just like his music, his music intellect is just so open minded, and I think that's what makes great musicians. You know what I mean? Yes. You could totally stay in great. your lane, you know, but you know what's right, and then you know what's not, what's not right for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think he's just always been that character or that musician um, to really make music that just keeps staying consistent and keeps staying smooth. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. shout out to that project for sure. He reminds me, he reminds me of Earl Sweatshirt and not because yeah. I'm not saying that like one is better than the other, exactly. but it just, it, it reminds me of it. Earl Sweatshirt had the same kind of love mm-hmm. of production wise that, um, that Boldy James has. hundred percent. I say that Earl Sweatshirt didn't have like, yeah, he, he had a lot of people in odd future and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. Boldy James got the alchemist. And speaking of yeah. alchemist, um, I just saw Action Bronson. He lost 160 pounds. Yeah, I saw that. That's oh, crazy. But, yo, shout out to Action Bronson because, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, losing that weight, that shit is crazy. And I sent him so much positive vibes, bro, because, Good. like, I remember, like, oh, queen. Yeah, queen. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Big, big queen. So, you know, he's just always been, like, a, a, a husky dude. So now to see him, you know, with that weight loss is different. But, you know, health is wealth. You know what I'm saying? So That's whatever right. he did in his mind as well as in his heart to make that change so salute him for sure you know I really miss his food shows you know what I mean his food shows you know what I'm saying like he gotta come back he gotta come back for sure 100% fuck that's delicious fuck that's delicious he's gotta get it out price he might have to move off of Vice because Vice is we we, we know uh, David and I I used to work in the cannabis industry just the tech side of it not the, uh, the distribution of it but yeah. uh, we met people like that from Vice and stuff, and um, they're cheap. Yeah. <laughs> they're great. Yeah. They're a great company, but they do everything on the cheap. Yeah, they they definitely they definitely slide with it for sure. I mean, I get it. They trying to save money, but like you're not making no money. You can't be paying people pennies on a dollar. You know what I'm yeah. saying? When they getting big checks, but you know, back to Action Bronson. You know, I think you know, even though he's not, if he doesn't do it with Vice or whomever, I think he could just run that whole shit himself. You know what I'm saying? Like I him agree. and his crew, like he could partner up with somebody, like whether if it's a Netflix or a Hulu or, or 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 even you know HBO Max, whatever. I don't know. Like he could just Showtime. You know what I'm saying? Like he could come out with his own shit or he could keep it, you know, self-employed by just having people go to actionbronson.com and just fucking with his music right from there and his shows yeah. from there. So just keep it direct to consumer. You know what I'm saying? So totally Action Only Bronson. Fans. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I hope not. I hope not. That'll be bugged out. But like, yeah, that'll be bugged out. That'll be bugged out. That'll be yo Action Bronson. Anybody that's an Action Bronson crew, like this is not what we talk about. We talking about like yo direct to consumer. You know, no OnlyFans. Have the website. Have the website lit. People go in there. 
watch the watch the videos, even if it's like an archive of past videos. Yeah. I don't know how Vice will feel about that, but you know, he could have a director consumer and start his own show back because he that cooking show. Time. Yeah. I, yeah. I, by the way, I have the bodies. Um, yeah. Uh, freaking only fans. Just saying. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Like, how could you not have the body? How could you not have the body? <laughs> anyway, um, Pumped Up Kid uh, Kicks, that was a very popular song back in the day. Foster yeah. People are still a great band. And they just came out with an EP. It's called the Dar- In the Darkest Nights. Mm-hmm. You can hear them on a lot of soundtracks. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. not The, the whole album is called, uh, or the EP is called In the Darkest of Nights, Let the Birds Sing. So if you like indie rock, Foster mm-hmm. People are still amazing. Do you listen to Foster People, or do or you do you remember that song? Pumped up, kids, yeah. better run, better run. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that song. I have I have to check out this project because they always kind of you know they always kind of hit you know what I mean with their music. Yeah. So you know it's you know for folks that's gonna be tuning in later, you know definitely check them out. You know just give them a spin. You know, um, but definitely I'm looking forward to this. I have to check this out. I'm so glad that you brought this up because you know so so it's good expanding your music your music archives for sure. This is true. This is true. So uh, then we have something that we both listened to. We had Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon Part 3, The Chosen. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the first two. I haven't really heard, and not to say that Kid Cudi yeah. turns out with trash music, but I haven't heard like a really, really good album from him since 2013, and that was Indicud. Yeah, that was really, really good. And he's come out with some decent stuff. And to yeah. be honest, I think he finally started getting back on the right track with Kids and Ghosts. With kind of. yeah. how, do you, how do you feel about this project, and do you agree at all with what I said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know how I feel about the project, I, I'm I'm digging it. And until what you said, I think you know you made a strong point about once he's getting back into production with with the Kanye crew and all that, he's producing a lot more better music. And I think I think with 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 Cuddy, I think Cuddy just has to you know just really just not really so much stay consistent because I feel like he kind of stays consistent. You know what I mean? But I think he just has to kind of get into his flow of just being behind the boards as well as in the booth making a song too because I think that's what makes him stand out. But this project is actually fire. You know, I bumped it yesterday. It yeah, it I bumped it yesterday. And, it, and it, you know what surprised me too? While I was bumping it, it was just like, yo, I didn't even know he had a track with Pop Smoke. Like, and yeah. Pop Smoke, yeah, that, that surprised me. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. That that shit surprised me. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I wanted to bring that's that up. That's a really good track. That's a very good that track. That surprised me. And then, then that just shows you, too, you know, R.I.P. Pop Smoke. You know, that just shows you that Pop Smoke was just so, like, multifaceted. Uh, so yeah, he was so just good. tapping in with everybody because, like, say, I would never thought, like, yo, Pop Pop and, and Cuddy on an album. Like, I would have never thought that. You know what I'm saying? You can't be that big and not bumping the Cuddy, man. You can't yeah. be that big and, and be like, Cuddy, exactly. like, cut me a track, Cuddy. Yeah, cut me a track. You know what I'm saying? So for that for that to come into fruition and for, for, for Cuddy to, to deliver that project with grace and style with the, you know, the late great RIP, you know, I think that's that just shows even more excellence. So that song is fire. Um, I even like, I think it's a, another song I made be pronouncing it. I know the album just came out, but it's called like Showtime or Showtime Girls or something like that. Um, damn, I can't remember it. That's okay. I'll find it. Yeah. So it was just that. That song slaps too. So if you haven't heard, out to the artwork by the way. Yeah, the artwork is fire. Really good artwork. Artwork is fire. You know what I'm saying? Show out, show out. That's the one with. Yeah, show out, show out. Yes. Yep. 
Um, but no, the, it's another song too. I think it's before it's before the song "Dive." It's like show girls, or she she, she, she knows she knows this. Knows this. Yes, yes, That's she knows this. So I so I kick Cuddy and the crew if y'all peep it. Like I ain't mean to mess up the album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was you know recollecting, you know. But like that song right there is fire too. Like I like how the transition goes in that album. Like you know BPMs change and all that. So it's a smooth track on that for sure. So I'm I'm, I'm digging that. I'm digging that 100 percent for sure. I'm also digging his acting career. He has a regular uh, role on Westworld. He was yep. very good in How to Make It in America. I was, I, was 100%. So I was so sad when that ended. I think that only lasted two seasons. Yeah. And he's also a Trump supporter, not in real life. He's a Trump supporter in the HBO show We Are Who We Are. Yeah. He is a, um, he's an um, army, not army brat, but he's raising an army brat pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he's winning that camp. I saw the first episode. It kind of bored me, but a lot of people love it. So maybe I'll get back into it. But shout out to him. He's actually a pretty good actor as well. And I'm so happy for him. I love Man on the Moon. It's one of my favorite yeah. albums of all time. Part two as well. Yeah. Um, again, but who, to be honest, it was almost 15 years ago when he came out. So who, nobody's asking him to, to outdo those last two projects. Yeah. Or even outdo what he's previously done. He's already a legend. But I'm yeah. just happy that it's pretty much on par this time. Yeah. And I want to chime in on that. You know, like, I, yeah, you know, please. one thing, one thing that I feel like a lot of people always say, like, oh, this album wasn't better than his or her last when they talk about musicians. Like, like, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be because that music was fire at that time. And now when you're looking in the future or in the present, you at a whole different moment in life. So, you know, when people always try to compare that, like, yo, that album or her album or his album wasn't like that. I like where Cuddy's going. I just want to see more from Cuddy. You know, I want to see more from Cuddy on the production side. I want to see more from mm-hmm. Cuddy on the on the on the film side. I want to see more more production from Cuddy. Just like as 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 a as a as a figure in in our music and in our culture. You know what I'm saying? So because I feel like you know. He did the stuff. I think he did a campaign with Coach, and, and he even helped out with Coach on, on the sales. Like, nobody was mm-hmm. really fucking with Coach. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Coach is classic. Don't get it wrong. But, like, Coach died out. You know what I'm saying? And then when Cuddy came in and being the face of the, some of the campaigns, I remember I saw an article, and it was talking about Coach sales, menswear went up, you know, highest than it ever been. And I was because of Cuddy, because Cuddy has that much influence on, on men's fashion. So I just want to see more from Cuddy on the music, on the film, as well as in the industry on that side. So for sure. So I'm happy that he's back in the loop, and I hope we we'll see well, more from I'm 2021. Wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like when it comes to hip-hop and fashion, like the big names, like the mm-hmm. big white names, the big European names, I yeah. feel like ASAP Rocky kind of paved the way for that. And I feel like uh, Kid Cudi didn't he get that deal way before Coach? Didn't uh, didn't uh, um, ASAP Rocky? He's like the spokesperson for uh, Louis Vuitton and um, for um, Gucci and stuff like that. He's like, yeah, oh, I, I know, I know, I know. Rocky was was around a lot of fashion for sure. Um, I think he, I know he had J.W. Anderson collab. I know he did that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else did. did he was all Rocky. over the Billboard. Yeah, he was. He was LV. all over. Yeah, he was all for LV for sure. But I don't think he was like the official like ambassador. I think they just got him as a model, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, maybe. you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. But like, yo, Rocky, no, Rocky. You know, speaking of Rocky, Rocky, yo, come out into the streets, bro. Like, come outside. Like, with Rihanna, man. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. talking about it. I mean, like, yeah, like, like, are like. Dating? Are they? Are they dating? I mean, I mean, hey, I'm talking about like, yeah, his love life. That's something different. But Rocky, like, yeah, you know I'm saying, like, Rocky, bro, like, get in the streets, bro. Like, come on, you, you supposed to be doing a lot more, bro. You, you a real icon, bro. So, 
we I just want to see more from Rocky in 2021 and I'm not just talking about music like he got oh, the we were, we were. I, I think I think he has the deal with like MTV you know um he had an MTV show and that yeah, didn't pop last year too he was in Sweden he was in Sweden I mean jail. like I mean like fam like come on like yeah I think he was locked up in Sweden for like what what 60 it was days like a few weeks yeah, yeah, oh, a few weeks, yeah, few weeks. Like, no, was, no, it might be. It actually might be, but he was he was not very happy about it. We wouldn't. exactly. Uh, and, and, and listen, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't condone anything about anybody getting locked up. Like you know, that was a whole different country. Like I get it. Like that shit is crazy. But you that's when you, people, man. you can't yeah, beat up Swedish people, man. Nah, that's one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And like, that's why it's like, it's like pretty much bullying. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I look at it like that's when Rocky should have came harder. Like he had all that. He should have just took that 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 downfall or that. L and just bounce back. You know what I'm saying? Like just bounce back a little bit harder because Rocky had the streets. Like you know what I'm saying? And and I think he still has some of the streets, but like I think he just want to see more. I just want to see more from him in 2021 for sure. You know I hope he's in the right mental. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of mental, um, Kid Cudi, Mr. Mr. Scuddy, he's had a lot of mental problems. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. And and according to him, he's calmed him down a lot. And yeah. it makes sense because a lot of great art has come his way and a lot of great opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like you said, help as well, and people are, are picking up that vibe from him. For sure. So we have the Avalanches. We will always love you. They're a great um, alternative rap, I mean, rock mm-hmm. band. And mm-hmm. then we will get into the person you shouted out. Please tell me about Habit Blacks and God is so, here. So shout out to my man, Habit Black. Great musician, great producer, great creative person, great energy. He has a project. God is here. Um, very, very instrumental heavy, all instrumental heavy, but just vibes that's going to help you just kind of stay motivated and just kind of help you get to whatever you're trying to get to, you know, whether whatever whatever that may be. So his project is fire. He has a lot of great um, other projects as well where he's kind of um, really speaking with live bands, performance, you know, so I'm I'm loving this album. I'm bumping it consistently. It's just smooth, you know what I mean? It's just something to just kinda get work done to, but also, you know, riding with your shorty, she could listen to it too. Just catch a good vibe, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to Happy Black for sure. God is here. Well I gave I gave David the outline very late, so this is all <laughs> my fault. But um I definitely haven't been able to listen to it yet, but I love your taste in music. Yeah. I love the I'm very appreciative that you shout this person out. Person, like I said, when we come out with the YouTube version, we'll have his artwork right on the screen while we're talking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just a, a nice little tidbit. So let's get into what the fuck we watch. Thanks, mom. You don't have to go outside. Awesome. What the fuck did I watch? All right, we'll keep this short. As a matter of fact, this is one of my favorite segments, and we usually go pretty long. But like I said, you have a love life. Thank God one of us has one. <laughs> and uh, and thank goodness you watched some of the shows that were on here. Like I said, this is like a record low. We usually like we usually jam pack the what the fuck did I watch? But again. Yeah. Short week, all good. Grand Army, it's about a school in Brooklyn. If you miss Degrassi and you love New York school systems and you love how <laughs> diabolical that could be, there was a bombing on the first episode and everything trickles down from that. And you have a lot of like very uh, Gen Z type of situations that are happening. You can even argue millennial. Mm-hmm. David has watched this show. How do you feel about Grand Army? You know, um, Grand Army is really dope. Just, you know, just growing up in the New York City public school system, it really kind of paints a picture of what happens in the New York City public schools. And, you know, just the just the trials of different cultures, just, you know, just coming together and just being that melting pot. But Grand Army, dope show. I love it. I love that they have, you know, 
they're really up to time with the current situation. So as an audience, you can relate to, you know, it's kind of like in real time in a way of what's happening in the world. So I really appreciate that. But I'm, I'm, I'm digging it 100%, man. I'm really looking for season two. I think season one ended very well. Um, and, you know, just kind of looking forward to the next season. But I'm really loving all the characters and, and the personalities and the way it's shot, you know, just the cinematography. It's looking real good. So Netflix, shout out to Netflix for that, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I love the animation uh, with mm-hmm. the uh, with the Asian girl. The, oh um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The one that they call Jad Pussy and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Really, really but but high school is vicious, so we can't yeah. really be shocked about it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I totally agree with you. They don't really show um, inner city high schools that much on television shows, yeah. especially from Brooklyn. Especially yeah. from Brooklyn, and you get to see how woke white people like are very um disingenuous like mm-hmm. within the high school system you see like how it like starts up that way like you end up voting with them in bernie sanders later on in new hampshire <laughs> and shit like that but it really starts at a school in brooklyn <laughs> you know what i'm saying so no you're right i, I enjoy the show um i'm not you i'm not that i try to get away from high school programming but like i think it's kind of creepy at this age that we look for it and not yeah. that you're looking for it but when it's quality and it comes out and it yeah. grabs you grabs uh, your attention you got to go for it so grand army is a very dope show mm-hmm. hopefully it gets a second season not because it's not quality but because of covid it's very hard to shoot yeah. that show in new york city so hopefully we get that season two and hopefully they start shooting mm-hmm. white lines um it is an australian show it is shot in Ibiza. this woman her brother dies and she goes to pick up the body but she see she senses that something's fishy so she tries to do her own independent investigation on the on the island of uh, like I said, uh, yeah, Ibiza. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're like some freaking snood, Ibiza. Ibiza. <laughs> people say it that way. I mean, I know, right? It sounds like I beat that. Like Ibiza. Like what? Ibiza? What are you talking about? What? That sounds, that sounds personal, bro. Okay, Ibiza. Ibiza. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right? There was a there was a movie called Ibiza on Netflix. Super duper trash. So thankfully, the Australians came up and tried to redeem this because Ibiza is a great place. I've never been. Have you been? Nah, I haven't been. I wanted to go oh. when I was in when I was in Barcelona. Um, de- oh. definitely wanted to bust it, bust it over there, but I never made it. So soon come, soon come for sure. Soon come, soon yep. come, <laughs> I love David too. Uh, another part about David, he is a traveler like myself. He just up and goes. He just whether it's Mexico, whether it's Paris, what like he just he doesn't even tell anybody. He just goes. I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> I always appreciate that about him, and he's very cultured too. He doesn't just like stop, like you know what I'm saying. Like goes to yeah. museums, like I do. I love yeah. all that good stuff, man. So keep that up. I appreciate that, that man. Speaking of that area of the world, we have Fatima, and mm-hmm. that is if you think that's very um, familiar, that is Our Lady Fatima. Like if you go to like a religious school, like Francis of Assisi, like if you're a big Catholic or Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fatima is not in the Bible. I learned that today. I did not read the whole Bible. I have read the Bible before, but I've never like you know read the whole thing back to front. So I was mistaken. I thought that she was in it. And I thought like people like Joan of Arc and stuff, but I forgot that saints are not in there. That's way, that's way like mm-hmm. further down the line of the timeline. So she's not in the Bible, but she's inspired like that. And it's pretty much a sainted story. It's about the girl from Lisbon, Portugal with her friends. And she sees the Virgin Mary and she goes through a very hard time. As a matter of fact, if you're, as a matter of fact, to be honest, even 2020, they try to call women witches. So I don't know if there's that much different, but at least they're not burning at the stake. Or at least they don't have arrows going through them like Joan of Arc. Are you familiar with the Lady Panama story, uh, David? No, nah, I'm not. But, you know, I'm so glad that you put me on. I definitely do want to check it out. I think it's always something good to get, just get cultured, as you said. I think just widen the scope. So I'll definitely check it out for sure. 
Definitely, man. Definitely. Add to it, because like I said, you're, you're yeah. just cold just fucking yogurt. <laughs> anyway, like, like I said, man, that was a short version of what the fuck that I watch, and my man's got a date tonight. He's late. He's late for a very important date. Let's get to what the fuck did I say. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. What the fuck did I say? Here we go. David Lewis. He's had his own LLC. He's had his own brands. He has uplifted and enhanced brands. I've been there with him to do it. I've seen him do a very good job at it. I've seen him do great on his own, just perfecting his own brand. He is, like I said, we try to highlight brands on this show. We we try to highlight people that have amazing verticals that intertwine with their very, very great day jobs. And David is the epitome of that. Please tell me more about his great show that is on IG Live, Break the Ice. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And, I to, I, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm saying this on the on the, the air. I hope to be on it one day. Nah, you definitely will. Most certainly. I, I, most I certainly. A lot of things. Most, most certainly. Most certainly. You'll definitely be on there, man. Right. You know, it's. You good. You good, man. Right, you like, good. It's like with the parents. Like, with the parents, like <laughs> It's like, can he sleep over? Can he sleep over? Why are you asking me in front of him? Oh, I don't want to sleep over in front of him. <laughs> it's, yo, listen, you'll be on the show for sure, man. We we need we need to, your story needs to be told. You know what I'm saying? So oh, you sure. definitely gonna be on there. So you know, definitely thanks for having me on this show. For the folks that are that's gonna be tuning in later, Break the Ice is really just a show of I'm covering what's possible. And what that means is listening to story and hearing inspiration from people that overcame the impossible to make it possible. So that's what Break the Ice is about. Um, because I feel like we're all like icebergs, meaning you only see the tip of the iceberg, meaning that there's so much more underneath of us to uncover. Absolutely. So that's what Break the Ice is about. It's a dope show. I do it every Thursday on Instagram Live. Um, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could definitely check it out. We have amazing guests, and these guests are just real people, real people wow. that are connected, wow. connected in the industry, people that are behind the scenes that make things possible that you see on the larger screen. On, on the larger screen, so you know you never know who's gonna pop up on Break the Ice. Um, but that's the show. That's the synopsis of the show. I mean, it's just my goal is, you know, as you know, you know me. Um, I'm all about just making sure, you know, inspiration is shared, that everything is just being creative and everything is just kind of stepping up to the next level, you know, because you only go around this shit once. And I mean life. You only go around this shit once. So why not around just be sun, ill? Baby, yeah. Why not just around be ill the whole time? You know what I mean? Like, why not just yeah, be dope like the whole that. time? That's you know what I mean? Like yeah. Exactly. Why not why not be ill the whole time, you know? So I look at it like I just wanna keep, you know, doing what I can to you know, especially right now with COVID, like nobody can't link up. Like we I guarantee if COVID was not here, we would have been doing this shit in person. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like we would have just pulled up, linked up somewhere, set up shop and then boom, we got the podcast and the and the zoom going. But, you know, now with COVID, we're doing it virtually, and I just feel like there's a lot of people that want to hang out with people, connect with people, and, and, but they can't because of COVID. So I just want to give people, as as they're scrolling through their Instagram, uh, just a boost of, you know, a boost of just inspiration, a boost of like, oh, shit, she did that, or he did that, or they started this, and they learned that, and they had this fallback, and now this is how they're moving. You know what I mean? I just want to keep passing the baton back to other people so that other people can just continue passing that torch. You know, it's really kind of just paying it forward so everybody could just be dope, just be ill all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, right. The whole time. The whole time. Um, what was the – by the way, we have a pretty much identical criteria when we look for guests. Yeah, and, and that that I definitely noticed when I watched the show. Again, big fan. I love everything appreciate that. that. I love 
I love the name of the show. I love the concept. I love the breaking. I love the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I love it all. Big fan. Appreciate um, so that. my thing is, was it like an epiphany or was it something that was a, a developed thought? It was just something that I always wanted to do because I feel like, you know, um, you know, I came in contact with people like you. I came in contact with a lot of people in my life that's that's just like fucking dope. You know what I mean? And they do a lot of dope shit. And I feel like sometimes you don't really get to know or hear their story unless you see it on the big screen. And I wanted to kind of expose the people that are really the movers and shakers behind the scenes that are really making the big screens popping. You know what I mean? And it it wasn't an epiphany. It was just more of like, all right, cool. I want to just talk with my friends. You know what I mean? I want to talk with people that I know, who I'm inspired by, who I look up to, who who I'm moved by, and things like that. So that's, what, that's how I break the ice, you know, the birth of it occurred you know what i mean it was just more just me being a fan of everybody else and just kind of looking at it and how can i take their stories and use it as inspirations for people that may want to get into the fashion game that may want to get into the marketing game that may want to get into health and wealth that may need help in career success or you know you know getting into you know legal or anything like that i just want to provide you know inspiration to show it that there's a there's a pathway for it you know what i mean so that's what break the ice is about no, you come from a, a great pedigree, by the way. Um, and I Yo, appreciate that, question. man. And I don't mean to blow you up, but you're yeah. definitely from the line of John Barbados, all the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, you're very, like I said, like you're very prominent in those. So that's what my question comes from. Yeah. You market great luxury products. You're yeah. right now in the, um, the liquor game, the security mm-hmm. game. Other than that, obviously, this is this is your breadwinner right now, so you can't be like, oh, I have a favorite. No. Yeah. What other than your spirit brand that you've been doing lately? What other kind of uh, what kind of marketing was your favorite? Like, what was something that was just easy to sell for you? Because like, you just loved it yourself. What was your favorite thing that you've either marketed on a job or like yeah. freelance, whatever it was? Yeah, I would say one of my favorite things was um, where I am right now in the spirits industry because I think the spirits industry meshes well with me and my personality. You know, just being charismatic, being you know, not really so much the life of the party, but making you know, really having being very hospitable, making sure that people are having a good time, people are being, you know, exposed to new things and trying new things, you know, and things like that. So I would say right now in the spirits game is where I'm having the most fun when it comes to marketing and e-commerce and just really just kind of – you know, really just kind of do as I want, if I want to say that. But, you know, of course, I do things in, in, with a strategic mindset. But right now in the spirits game, that's where I'm having the most fun. I'm coming up with cool concepts, you know, things that are just different because I have that diverse background coming from, you know, the fashion industry, the cannabis industry, just really looking at how other brands marketed their, their products to their consumers, how they engage with their consumers. I feel like the spirits industry didn't have that. They just had cliche shit. You know what I mean? Um, and not to knock anybody that's, you know, an OG in the game. I'm just saying. We love, we love yeah. cliches over here. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we wanted to really, like, yo, like, I felt like, okay, okay, you got a new alcohol. We're going to throw a party. All right, cool. Well, why not? do an alcohol party, uh, uh, you know, you got a new brand, but not only give people a experience where they can make a cocktail at home, buy something online, you know, and then get like free merch or, or buy merch, you know, just kind of looking at it like a whole 360 approach because you got to think about marketing the life after marketing. So yeah, you marketed to somebody, all right, boom, they bought your product. How do you still maintain relevant in their life after that? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's why I'm having the most fun because I'm making sure that 
not only people are buying our, you know, buying the products, but they having fun after they bought our products and they continuously to buy our products, just kind of have repeat business, you know? So to answer your question, long winded, I'm sorry, but no, no really, really the spirits industry is where, where I'm having the most fun. And I'm not trying to like degrade my, my past experience because my past experience got me to where I am today. You know, it got me to be on this show because we met during my past experience, you know what I'm saying? So, and we killed, we killed it there. You know what I mean? You know, we, we had a lot of dope, we had a lot of dope concepts. Yes. There's, there were trials and tribulations, but I think for the most part, yeah, it was startup life. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, we, we, we made shit shake. You know what I mean? We, 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 we killed it. You know what I mean? And now we're, we're here now in this moment right now in life and just doing bigger and better things because of the past experiences that we learned from. So are you allowed to talk about your youth initiative that you worked with your marketing? Uh, Like you did, I, I saw that actually. And that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, man. So, you know, I was always speaking, um, you know, every last Saturday of the month down in Harlem, um, just really kind of talking to, you know, middle school and high school kids and just really kind of giving them game. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I walk into the, when I walked into the meeting, they thought I was like, you know, in the music industry and I, or anything like that. Everybody, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so people always think I'm in the music industry, and I, and I, the whole point of the premise of speaking to these middle school and high school kids was to kind of let them know, like, you could be, you could be anything that you want. You don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be a rapper. You could you could be those, not knocking those those industries, but you could be you could be even more than that. You know what I'm saying? You could really elevate your mind. If you want to be an engineer, like cool, be an engineer. If you want to get into marketing and e-commerce, you could do that too. If you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a judge, whatever the case may be. I just want I was there. My purpose was to show these middle school kids and high school kids that you don't only have to go the two routes, rapper or athlete. You could go – it's infinite possibilities to be whatever you want. So when I was doing that, it was just really kind of exposing those kids and really giving them a mindset like, yo, I'm cool too, and I'm not transforming who I am. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not pump faking at the job. I'm, I walk into the job just like this. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I wanted kids to see that. Like you can still be you and still be cool and, and, and not only just be limited to the rapper or the athlete avenue. You could be more than that. So that was just my whole initiative with, with the kids nice. when I was part of that program. I love so, it. I was, yeah, like man. I said, that was amazing. You have great verticals. Um, good yeah. thing they didn't send Chris Rock, my favorite comedian, because uh, <laughs> during his, during his standup, he, he goes to, he sends his kids to Alpine, New Jersey, uh, yeah. one of the richest areas in the country. Yeah. And he um he was at an orientation and they yeah. were, and the vice principal was like you he said the same thing you said which I totally I'm with you I'm with you yeah you, had, you speak to the youth that's how it goes and uh, the vice principal said the same thing he was like all of you can be whatever you want to be and Chris yeah. was like no some of you are going to be driving for Uber one day yeah and I was like oh damn yeah, yeah. It's, but they, there's always a flip side of that that's what I meant my bad yeah. I didn't mean to like but you're right. Yeah. Nah, I was just gonna say too, like yo, and, and don't don't like I'm not even knocking people that drive Uber because that's they hustle, that's how they get money, you know what sure. I'm saying? So you know whatever it is your hustle is. My whole point was to show these middle school and high school kids that they have infinite possibilities to be mm-hmm. whatever they want, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So they don't have to just settle. Oh well, if I want to be a successful black man or a Latino man, I have to either a be a rapper or an athlete. Like nah, you could you could not knocking those people that did that. You could be more than that, and that's what my goal was to to be that. So if they want to be 
your Uber driver, cool. Be the illest yeah. Uber driver. Have your Uber, have your Uber have fucking when you walk in like automatic hand sanitizer. You know what I mean? Have your your favorite song playing. You know what I mean? Like I'm have really it smell good. You know? I'm only interested in the cat, man. Exactly. Yeah, right out. Yeah, exactly. You know, you could, you could, you could. That's what that's what we want. That's what we want. We want people to be innovators and, and just be culture, you know, movers and shakers. You know what I mean? Just show them that that it's more infinite possibilities out there to be the best and, and be yourself at the same time. Yeah. Um, unless you have anything else to promote, I have one more thing to relate to that, actually. Yeah, talk to the me. Bank. I was walking for the bank, and I saw, and I live in a very predominant black neighborhood. I live in South South <laughs> Jamaica, Queens, where yes. we've talked about Power yeah. Book. Like I yeah. said, David's trying to convince me to get back in. And he did a good job. He made, and he, he black guilted me, too. I was like, damn it. He was like, yo, man, you guys support your black creators. Like, uh, <laughs> he's right. He's right. Even though I saw yeah. the whole set of power, all the seven yeah. shitty seasons. Yeah. It wasn't shitty. It was really good. But, and even, even those seasons six or seven, I think it was seven or yeah. six. It was six. Yeah. It was trash, but it was like legendary trash. It was like yeah. something like you can't forget. So you're just like. So yeah. maybe it wasn't trash. Yeah. So um, my, back to my point, I saw a black person skateboarding, and I don't usually see that often. As a matter of fact, it actually is pretty prevalent in my uh, in my neighborhood. The more that I've seen it, but I, it made it put a smile on my face because mm-hmm. even when my black brethren are doing regular things, that makes me happy. Like mm-hmm. out of the box, like you just said, not just having like these stereotypes in your head and just be like, oh yeah, he should be at the basketball court, or he yeah. should be here, he should be there. No, it put a smile on my face like, this motherfucker's just being him. He doesn't exactly. give a fuck about just being whatever. He woke up and he says, I like the skateboard. It doesn't matter yeah. what demographic likes the skateboard. I like the skateboard. So I agree with you when you're telling those uh, the youth. Yes, don't relegate. Don't don't ever pigeonhole yourself because there's yeah. going to be too many people that are going to do that to you for you. Exactly. 100%. 100%. I, I think it's just being yourself and just killing it. Just being ill all the time. You know what I'm saying? Being ill all the time. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. And they had the perfect role model. Like I said, thank God they didn't get Chris Rock. Thank God they didn't get <laughs> Charles Barkley. They had you. Not so Charles. Hey. Sir Lewis. Hey, I was just trying to drop, drop some knowledge, man. That's it. You did a perfect job. you, Dude, I love the glasses. I love the look. I love everything. Oh, appreciate it. Dude, romanticize it, man. I could do that all day. I could do it all day. Yo, shout out oh. to my boy, Corey. Young Corey. Yes. He has a brand. He has a brand called Circulate. Fuck with it. It's dope. This is one of his vintage like pieces. Check it out. He does. If you check out his brand, Circulate.com. Check it out. It's dope. Fly, fly shit. You could definitely get jiggy with it for sure. Send, send me the tag. And on the video, yeah, I'll put that. I definitely in. will. Cool. Definitely will. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's uh, let you get back to your love circle. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give a little wave hi to her, like, you know, your little... For sure, your, definitely. Your I got you. Cool, yeah. cool. And like I said, hopefully I will continue watching your great show. Like I said, on Thursdays, 8 p.m., you said, right? 8 yes, p.m. 8 p.m. Uh, yep. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Please watch mm-hmm. that. Break the Ice host right here with the most, David Lewis. Um, where can they find you? Where do you want them to find you? Yo, so you can easily check out my Instagram, Dave.Lewis underscore. Check me out. Follow me. I'll follow you back. You know, hit me up. You know, I'm just real. I'm just real on the Instagram. You know, ain't 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 no hiding. I don't delete posts or anything like that. Just fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? We in the streets, so we making it happen. Spreading, you know, we just spreading positive energy, man. We only go around the shit once. So you can find me on Instagram, Dave Lewis underscore. Fantastic, fantastic. That's exactly what we wanted. As always, you can find us on at Keep Up NYC on Instagram. You can find <laughs> us on Keep Up Shut Up on Facebook. You can find us on Patreon. You can find us on Twitch. 
if you type in Still Insane, you'll pretty much get it all. Stillvinsane.com. We're on uh-huh. YouTube. That's also Still Insane. You'll see his pretty face was pretty good. His <laughs> right on the edit. I'll try to have that done as yeah. soon as possible. But every yeah. Tuesday, we premiere a new episode. Cool. So here we go. Yo. You better shut the fuck up, listen up, and keep up with my man Dave Lewis and Still Insane. Over and out on the listen.